Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, everybody. Welcome here to WhatCulture.com's newest, most incredible, hottest podcast in the land. It is myself, Gareth here, and Ori here to talk to you about, well, the most anticipated movies of 2021. And to be honest, there's going to be a lot on this list because we've missed a lot of movies this year, haven't we, Ori? We've missed a lot of films that have been pushed back. Exactly. I feel like some of the films we were looking forward to in 2020 are now being bunched into 2021 with the films that were supposed to come out in 2021. So there's got to be a hell of a lot to go through on the list of great films to look forward to. Yes, exactly. So we're just going to jump like obviously we're going to miss a couple here because we've just not got all the time in the world. There were so many films, but mm. we're going to talk about a few of the big hitters. The first one we need to talk about. We got to talk about Black Widow, which was supposed to come out in what, like April this year. And it's been pushed back to May 2021. Yeah. We've had all those. I, I went watching Tenet at one point and the trailers were like, oh, it's coming out soon. We don't know when it's just going to be here. And <laughs> It's it's going to be now at this at this point. It's going to be the first MCU movie that we've had since Far From Home, which, when Black Widow eventually drops, will be nearly two years. It's the first is... one. It's the first year that hasn't had a Marvel drop as well, isn't it? So twenty twenty yeah. had no Marvel films drop in it. So that's crazy. Yeah, so the, people the... are frothing. People are just frothing at the mouth for a bit of MCU fun at this stage. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Like if you look at who's in this film, like the the the, the sheer star power of like aside from Scarlett Johansson, obviously he's going to lead the thing as Black Widow. We've got Rachel Weisz in there, David Arbor, Florence Pugh. They're all joining in here, and it's looking like Florence Pugh potentially maybe taking over that mantle of Black Widow or like a, a Black Widow esque character in the MCU going forward. So, what do you think of that? I like her. I thought she was great in. Uh, is it fighting with my family that she was in? Yeah. I, oh, she was fantastic in that, and she. Uh, she's an actress that as much as I hadn't known much about her beforehand, as soon as I saw her in that, I was like, yeah, she's got star power. She's great. She she looks fantastic. So to mm -hmm. be in a role where you have to be physically fit as well, she'll definitely own that character. So, I, yeah, if there's anyone to pass the mantle on to, yeah, she's she's a thumbs up for me. Yeah, definitely. I 100% I, agree. I think she's a, a real standout right now for performances in Midsummer and fighting my family as well. And then there's also talk of potentially Robert Downey Jr. maybe making a little cameo in it as uh, Tony Stark. Because it is technically a prequel. Yeah. It's, it's taking place, I think, just after Civil War, Captain America Civil War. It's a bit cheeky, though, because I'm so used to the idea that Robert Downey Jr. is now gone. He's, he's as we saw at the end of Endgame, and if you haven't seen it, spoiler alert. But I think it's oh. not going to say spoiler alert on this if it's been a couple years now. I feel like what, once we kind of cried at what happened to him going, to see little remnants of him come back in other films, for me, is... 
it's understandable because he's got such a pull and it's great to see little momentums of him pop up in films but then i don't know is he really gone is he do we really let go of him being iron man do we really go all right there's no more robert downey jr or do we still have to hold on to elements of him in other films for it to have just that little pull I'd, i'm a bit i'm a bit 50 50 with that yeah i yeah completely agree it's that thing of it's nice having that bit of star power if he does if he does pop up obviously don't advertise it beforehand just have it as a nice little surprise but yeah you don't want the film to depend on these stars of the past like if you want to push it in a new direction with your likes of Florence Pugh and like other people if she is yeah gonna be this new Black Widow-esque character going forward then you need to spend more time with them. We need to understand them as characters and grow, like, we'll build attachments to them rather than just depending on what's worked in the past. You know what I mean? And I think yeah, apparently she's been reportedly, she's signed on to appear in the Hawkeye series on Disney plus as well. So okay. that is uh, her character of Yelena Belova, who's going to be popping up in that one too. So that's, that's quite interesting. It sounds like uh, Kevin Feige has some big plans for Yelena Belova going forward. Hey, so she's, hey, once you're in the MCU, there's always more scope for you to do so much across many films. So well done to her for getting in that. Can we talk? Can we talk about David Harbour though? This is this oh. is somebody I like as an actor, but I I feel like I've been tainted on him because of of 2019's Hellboy. Oh, I knew he's gonna say it. I knew it. It's so upsetting. Yeah, I mean, Stranger Things he was great in, but then to go into then Hellboy and I'm I feel like I've dropped from liking him. Or not even from liking. I feel like I've dropped from him being such a great pull because of just how disappointing Hellboy was. Hopefully he can redeem himself in this film. Yeah, and it, from, judging from the trailers and just the little clips that we've seen, it's looking like he is going to have a bit more fun with this. And yeah. you can you can count on the vision just being a lot clearer and a, a lot more concise with the MCU. I felt like Hellboy was trying to be a lot of different things. It didn't quite have the budget, let's say, to realise some of its more wacky or zanier ideas. Whereas yeah. you're never going to have that issue with the MCU. And to be fair, this story isn't going to have that trouble at all because it seems like a more grounded story anyway because it's a Black Widow story. So yeah. I, I have hopes, hopes here for David Arthur. But we'll come back to the MCU. We'll come back to like superheroes and all the rest of it because there's plenty of those coming out next year. But I think yeah. another film, which was supposed to be one of the tentpole releases of the summer this year, was No Time to Die, obviously. Hey. What appears to be Daniel Craig's last hurrah as James Bond himself. And it's now been pushed back to, I believe it's April 2021. So a full year that one's been knocked back. Mm. It was, there were well, not rumors, it was uh, at one point scheduled to be coming out later on this year, like November time, December time. But the current situation is what it is. It's been, it's been nudged back down to 2021. And here we've got Carrie Joji Fukunaga, which I'm, I'm so, so sorry if I've completely butchered that name. But he's obviously the acclaimed director. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad you said it because I was reading it. I don't know if I could, I could never pronounce this. It's it's a daily struggle, that name. I'd, mm. I'd tell you right now. But um, it, yeah, he's obviously, you know, known for the likes of Beast and No Nation. A true yeah. Detective. He was obviously the director of the first season of that. And Maniac as well. Uh, he's, he's a director definitely on the rise. And you've got so much talent. In this film, anyway, if you just look at the trailer. It's absolutely stacked with people from the past. The likes yeah. of um, uh, Naomi, Harri uh, Naomi Harris. You've got um, Christoph Waltz is coming back as Blofeld. Uh, Leia Sadu is coming back in it as well. And then you've got a few new arrivals, which are quite interesting. First, we've got Lashana Lynch, who... Hey. A lot of talk of Lashana Lynch. She may be uh, the person a lot of people are saying is going to be taking over the 007 mantle after this. And then we've also got Safin or Safin. I never know how to pronounce it. That's Rami Malik's character, isn't it? That's the one. So I, I, I feel like we should spend a bit more time maybe focusing on these two than the, the 
characters that we know are coming back because they're they're the people that are the fresh commodities in this film. So first on the Shauna Lynch, based on the trailers, based on it's strange because we've had a lot of press before this film came out because obviously just leading up to it coming out at the start yeah. of the year and it didn't come out. So we've kind of seen a lot of Lashana Lynch talking about the character saying, oh, she's going to be this, she's going to be that, she's, she's going to be somebody who's going to keep bonding his toes and just be another double O agent. And it, it kind of had people thinking, oh, what does this mean? Does this mean we're tiptoeing towards Bond? And now we've had a full year of spec. It's going to be a full year of speculation. Is, and yeah. if she is going to be the new 007, I'm totally down for that. Cause it, I'm it down for keep it. it fresh. You know what I mean? It'll be nice. I know that it's it would ruffle a few kind of diehard fans of the of the of the books of all the way up until the these films, not the books, sorry, the original films all the way up until yeah. this. And I mean, people find it hard to let go of maybe a, a traditional looking 007, but to to take it into another kind of to take it to the next generation of what 007 could mean, because it's a number for a, for an agent. If we're really honest, it'll be great to see what, how they can continue the brand on from here, especially Daniel. He's he doesn't want to be here anymore. He's this is this. I mean, it wasn't this film he was supposed to do. It was uh, the last one. It was supposed to be his last one. Then he got muscled into kind of doing this one and said, "You know, I'll go through and do this." To hand over the mantle to someone like a Lashana Lynch, who has been killing it over the past few years with great roles that she's been in, and even she. I mean, we spoke about the MCU. She's had a great role in the MCU that didn't get explored as much because it was more of a back character in Captain Marvel. To see her maybe take on this and become the route for a new set of Bond would be fantastic. So I'm looking forward to seeing this happen. Yeah, and I think I'm just going to touch upon what you said there with Daniel Craig. I think that's so mm. telling, the fact that he was he was done. He was finished. He, yeah. he hung up his gun and everything else, and he was like, no, I've, I've had <laughs> enough. And then the story, the, obviously there was a lot of developmental hell, let's say, with this story being made in yeah. the first place, with Danny Boyle being attached at one point. But the story that's been put forward and the the angle they're coming into with this film must have been so appealing to Daniel Craig as James Bond as a character that it made sense for him to return. So hopefully that does mean that they are going in this fresh new direction with Lashana Lynch. But also, I want to talk a little bit about Safin because that's a character right now, again, judging from the trailers, that I am so intrigued by because there's there's a danger. There's a big danger with this type of character that it's just going to be a, a paint-by-numbers kind of a, a terrorist-like character who's just going to come in and just cause chaos and just be seen as the out-and-out evil. But yeah. I think Rami Malek coming off his his performance in uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, win the Oscar and everything else, he's he's another hot prospect right now. He's somebody who's in demand and for him to sign on to this character and play, let's say, quote-unquote, the villain. Mm. You've got to think there's going to be more to this character than just a two-dimensional moustache twiddler. I think with how they describe Saifin, when I looked it up um, to see how they're going to try and pitch him as a as a protagonist, protagonist, antagonist, oh, he gets Antag- yeah, yeah. antagonist, sorry, yeah, yeah. is that um, he's going to be the reason or seems to be the reason why Bond may want to hand up the ma- hand over the mantle because this one's going to really get under Bond's skin. He's going to be a character who's really intelligent, a worthy adversary. I've, I've seen these statements been thrown towards Saifin's character. And you know what? If it takes someone to, to kind of push Daniel Craig's bond off the mantle to hand it over to somebody else. Someone like Rami Malek may be able to deliver that with nuances that we haven't seen before. We've seen many people either match bond. We've seen people be the, like the outright kind of, like you said, a very typical terrorist character who just wants world domination. But this one seems to be pitched that it's very much a revenge seeking character. That's specifically going out to take bond off of his, of his high horse, off his mantle to really knock him back. And maybe this, Maybe it takes a Rami Malek to deliver that kind of nuance. And I'm looking forward to seeing how that is. I'm not the biggest Bond fan. Like, I've, I mean, mm-hmm. we've spoken about this before. For me, it's 
um, Bond has been a character where I've looked at the older movies and I've gone, it's a bit cheesy. And I really did like the grounding that they did with Daniel Craig's more gritty Bond. And it's going to take somebody with that kind of acting skill, acting ability to make it more realistic in a gritty Bond being pushed to the side, as opposed to it just being a really cheesy, hey guys, I'm the next big boss in a video game. You're going to take me out. No, this is someone who's, who's very nuanced. And I'm glad to see Rami Malek kind of deliver this character you're right saving has to be delivered in a way that we can go all right it's not just by the numbers you're a bad guy we take you out there has to be something to him that we can look at and go yeah we get why he was needed similar to similar to the comparison between between jack nicholson's joker and um heath ledger's joker there was something dark and deep about heath ledger's joker that even though he survived at the end of the movie you can understand psychologically how this character could really get under the Dark Knight skin. Maybe this is what Sapien's going to be for this Bond. I'm looking forward to seeing how it's worked, how, it, how it's delivered, especially if it's his last outing. And you've heard this here first. Sapien is now officially going to be James Bond's Joker. It is. It is going to be <laughs> that big a, a role. Yeah. I mean, I'd, like, I'd like to think of it like that. That would be a great yeah. way to kind of describe it. Sapien is as James Bond's Joker, the, the, the anti-Bond. Yeah. That, you'd, you'd have my money. That, that's, that's, <laughs> me, that's me in the cinema straight up. So... Mm. We're going we're gonna to take a, a bit of a, a trip now straight on back to the superhero world because, like I said, there's a lot. There's a lot that's dropping in 2021 in terms of superheroes because everything's just been squished together because of the loss that was 2020. Yeah. And a film that I, I strangely held dear to my heart, I didn't think I was going to after the first time I watched it, but it grew on me as time went by, was Venom from 2018. The same. Oh, I, 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 I understand what you mean when you say that. It's like when I first watched it, I was like, oh, what is this? Especially for the first half, I was like, what is this film? And then <laughs> as soon as the chaos started and I realized that everyone just went, nah, screw it. We're just going to give you, we're just going to give you venom. We're just going to give yeah. you venom, eating things up and eating people and just being a menace. And I loved it. Absolutely loved it. So now we have Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage. Uh, that is uh, that is going to be arriving on June 25th, 2021 at this stage, fingers crossed. And... At this point, we have confirmed that Tom Hardy will be reprising the role of Eddie Brock. He will be back as the symbiote crazy person-eating thing, that is. <laughs> and uh, also, we've got Woody Harrelson's coming in as Carnage, which was revealed at the end of Edge Venom. Of the first so, film, yeah. A nice little post-credit there, which will be great, because anybody who, who is a fan of Venom and the Venom arc and everything else, you know Carnage plays a huge part in that. And also, just a few additions, you've got Naomi Harris is coming in as Shriek. She, hey. and in the comics, it's, uh, it's noted that she has a big alliance with Carnage. Um, so that could be a cool partnership throughout the film. I'm sure they're going to absolutely wreak havoc. And we've got Michelle Williams coming back as Anne Weighing. So maybe, fingers crossed, we're going to see some more She-Venom because that was just an That was a good, that was lovely to see. That little, that little totem there that we saw was really, really nice to see. So that'd be cool if we can get like a, a team up there. The Venom is taking on Carnage and Shriek and everything else. And Andy Serkis obviously is going to be the man. Well, he, he, I think it sounds wrapped up filming. It's in post-production now. So he has directed this, this bad boy. Uh, the last thing he did of, let's say, a major note was Mowgli on Netflix, uh, which I was a big fan. I like the motion caption work that we saw there in that film. Yeah. It was very different to uh, the, the one that we saw, John Favreau's Jungle Book. Uh, a lot darker, a lot... Uh, just a lot more visceral, I thought, as a as a as a film. It just it, there, there were some really intense moments in that. I wouldn't really cast it as a kids' film, to be honest, or yeah. a family friendly film in that sense. It was just quite dark at times. And I think with that kind of material, uh, stuff that can teeter between family oriented and dark and quite close to the bone, which is Venom, I think he's going to excel. And hopefully, this means we may see a bit of motion caption work with uh, motion capture. Sorry, work with this film. Hopefully, do you know? Do you know what? 
when you saw when I saw Andy Serkis was attached to the project, I was like, great, because it's not just going to be a whole bunch of CGI that's kind of just in your face, loud and just distracting like a Transformers film CGI. It's going to be a bit more grounded into the actors delivering the characters more so. You can't put Andy Serkis on a film like this and not expect a little bit of that 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 spark that made Planet of the Apes or Gollum be as great that, as the characters they were in those movies. Only thing is, though, and I will say this, I love the film Venom, but I, I know what it is. It's a, it's, it's a, you know what I mean when I say yeah. that? It's a, it's a, it's a really good, bad film. Yeah. If I say, I, it's not, it's not going to, it wasn't going to win awards, but you know what? I mean, you had the first half an hour that was just, was just story exposition. And then you had the second, well, the, t- the second, no, no, the first third of the film story exposition. And you had the last two thirds, pure destruction, just loads and loads of venom in your face, a lot of CGI, but it was enjoyable. It wasn't a great film. I feel like I know that this film, the second one's going to be very similar, but more of it in your face, which is really interesting because you got, like we we said this, you got great actors in this film. Tom Hardy, Woody Harrelson, even Stephen Graham's in the film, uh, Naomi Harris. You got loads of great actors and actresses in this film. But I still feel it's just going to be a by-the-numbers, big, explosive, blockbuster-style film that we're going to see, which isn't going to have a great story, but it's going to still be something that we'll be able to enjoy. It's going to be part two of great films that aren't actually really good, but we enjoy watching them anyway. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to put it down. It might be amazing. Who knows? However, I just feel it's going to be like that, but I'm still going to love it because who doesn't like a bit of venom? Who doesn't like a bit of head-biting? Who doesn't like a bit of just craziness and if you've got two symbiotes going at each other especially Woody Harrison playing one of them it's going to be intense it's going to be fun but it's also going to be at some points a bit cheesy and I, I I feel like that's an okay thing to admit we can enjoy a cheesy film from now and every now and then do you know what I mean yeah everyone's going to have fun making this and we're going to have fun watching it that's all you yeah. need to know about Venom 2 it's just <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun so is it going to win awards Uh, it's not going to be the Oscars and it's not going to be there Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit get 30, bit get 20, 20, 20, bit get 20, 20, bit get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to Quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. It's yeah, not. 
But in terms of Spider-Man, let's say, orientated films, films within a Spider-Verse, you could yeah. say. Uh, it's a very, it's a, a blurred line, this one. It's a bit of a grey area, obviously, with the MCU and Sony. But we have got, and this is remarkable to think, we've got Spider-Man 3 coming out next year as yeah. well, which is, it's mind-boggling. The fact that, like, we've got Venom and everything else, and it, it, it literally feels like, well, it was the last MCU film that we had with Spider-Man Far From Home, and now we're going to get another one. It's, it's... Yeah, it's, it's the craziness of the times. But yeah. this Spider-Man 3 is shaping up to be absolutely insane. Some of the casting announcements that have been hinted at, some of the ones that have been officially, unofficially confirmed, everything else. I'm, I'm going to break down. I'm just going to list off who's been semi-confirmed, confirmed, and the rest of it that we've yeah, got so far. Know. Go ahead. Yeah, it is. It's mad. So we've got, obviously, Tom Holland's going back as Spider-Man, Peter Parker. You've got Zendaya yep. coming in as uh, Mary Jane again. Then we've got, this is where it starts going a bit wacky. So we've got, Jamie Foxx is going to be reprising his role as Electro. Electro, yeah. The Amazing Spider-Man 2. And then we've got Benedict Cumberbatch. He's going to be coming in as Doctor Strange. So obviously he's the MCU anyway, but still, that's quite cool. That we're going to get him there. Another New York resident in the MCU universe. Then apparently, it's been rumoured, I think he's been seen on set at some point, Alfred Molina's Doc Ock. I've heard this. Hit. Yeah, this, this, this blew my mad. mind. So you got that one. That's like, honestly, this is just, there's that. And then on top of that, we are potentially going to be getting multiple Spider-Mans. So there's been rumors <laughs> of Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield being involved with the project as well. Yeah. So where do you even begin with this one? It's just, if, if it is going to be some kind of Spider-Verse, uh, multiverse thing, where we're going to jump into different timelines, different universes, or yeah. we've just got these these actors playing different versions of these characters, maybe. This this could be something special. I I have a question before I even give my opinion on this. Do you believe in like the three film fatigue that Ooh. you get? Ooh. And that's the thing because even when I look at Spider Man, the first one was great. The, I mean, Tobey Maguire Spider Man. The mm -hmm. first one was great because it set a, a, an amazing kind of precedent as to what a Spider Man film can be. Then you had number two with with Melina um, in there as well, who played Doc Ock and was amazing in that that was of the three in the trilogy that was my favorite then we got to the third one which had some really juicy characters in there but then it just for some reason didn't quite land didn't mm. quite there was too much there was too much uh i would say too much villains in that film that weren't fleshed out enough and I, and when i heard the announcement about the third spider-man film from the mcu my biggest concern and i and was and I hate to be the the the, the critical guy on this, but my no. biggest concern was, you know, when they had you have too much to have to work with, mm. and then have to deliver it within two hours. I mean, we're talking about delivering a, an amazing Spider-Man villain. We're talking about delivering an original um, trilogy of Spider-Man villains, which was which was Doc Ock in that one from Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. And you're thinking about the the potential for bringing in the other Spider-Mans, I just felt like it would, it potentially could get really messy. Yeah. If it's I, I not agree. done well. I, I don't want it to. He's my favorite superhero. Then the first two films were amazing. I just, I just, I worry about that three film fatigue because I'm a bit of a skeptic at times with this. And I just, I really want it to work really well. And I just, cause I, maybe cause I haven't got the scope to see how it can land. Mm. But again, I didn't know how Endgame could be, could fix the whole issue with infinity war with the with the snap and yet at the end of it i stood up and clapped because they just brought it together really really well so i've easily proven wrong but there is a there is a genuine fear because of the three film fatigue i've seen in movies before 
Yeah, it's that thing of we've been burnt before with Spider-Man. Like, yeah. we've, we've had that with Spider-Man 3. And I, I think, yeah, I completely agree. There's a danger with this that they're trying to pack a bit too much into a two-hour story, which it, it, the Spider-Man films in the MCU up until this point haven't been these three-hour epics. Like, So if we suddenly got that now, it'd be a bit like, oh, okay. Does it, yeah. does it really warrant the three-hour like, like the three-hour treatment? If it did, great. I kind of trust in Kevin Feige at this point, but... It's there's a worry. There is a worry there if that's the just case. A, if these it's are a little just, one, yeah. Little but one, if, yeah. if these are just little cameos, or little appearances, like I won't mind that much. If it's just like they flash into a portal and just see someone and go, oh yeah, right, and then pop back out. Don't mind that. That would be nice. That, that would be play. nice. Yeah. Kind of yeah. like in the, they did that in the Flash, didn't they? Where you yeah. had the Flash from the, the the movie and the Flash from the um, the uh, Arrowverse. That's it. I was going to call yeah, it yeah. the MCU for some reason. The Flash from the Arrowverse, and they had their little meeting. That was a really nice kind mm -hmm. of. Uh, like you know, thumbs up and a bit of a cameo. If they have that with the with the films, that would be great. But if they if it's like they try to bring in an integrated universe, it I, for me, I'd be like, how are you going to do that? That'll be sitting back going, show me how it's done. And it's 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 a massive film as well for the fact that Peter Parker's identity has now been revealed. He is yeah. the, like he's been revealed as Spider Man in the MCU. Obviously, that happened at the end of Far From Home when Jay Jonah Jameson of all people popped up and revealed it was Spider Man. So it's going to be huge. It's going to be a big film for Tom Holland, a uh, big film for just the MCU in general. This could, we've not even mentioned the fact that this could see a crossover into Venom and everything else. Like th those films are now coming out in the same year. There could be some yeah. kind of tease, some kind of connection there with the Sony and the MCU. A lot going on there in the MCU. Obviously, we could talk as well about the Eternals, which is coming out in 2021. Uh, and we've got um, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Uh, Morbius is coming out in the Sony-verse as well, the Sony Spider-verse. Yeah, of course, yeah. And then the Suicide Squad on the DC side of things. A lot of superhero films are dropping in 2021. And also just another... another uh, let's say, an honourable mention of the 2021 releases. We're not going to be able to touch upon them all, but Godzilla vs. Kong's another big one that is going to be coming out mm. uh, next year, which is a massive monster mash. But I think the last one we should really spend a bit of time on is a lot of people won't won't necessarily uh, connect with this. Some people will really connect with this because they obviously do have an audience at this point because it's doing very well, and we are now on the ninth film in the main story. That may have given it away, but we need to talk about <laughs> F9. Yeah, right, because Fast 9 is going to be coming out now. It was supposed to be coming out in May 2020, I believe. And now it's coming out 2021, May 28th and everything mm. else. This is looking like everything that the Fast series has been slowly morphing into over the last couple of years. This just looks like another uh, another step up, another upgrade. If there could have been another upgrade on this series in terms of explosions, in terms yeah. of star power, in terms of just heightened drama... It looks like they've done it again because what we've got John Cena is apparently going to be in this. He's going to be playing Dominic Toretto's brother. Uh, you've got uh, 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 this is just right. This is just based on one of the trailers that I had a quick look at before I came onto this. Okay, so okay. we've got a rocket strapped to a car at, at one point, <laughs> and then like you got Ludacris doing his typical thing, going, "No, that's not cool. That's insane." And I was like, "Yes, Ludacris, I agree with you completely." And then you've got. A tank truck thing which gets flipped over like the the very similar to the Joker's Dark Knight thing where like the, the truck just flips over very similar yeah, to yeah. that. Um then we've got like a car slingshotting around a mountain and then a fighter jet with a magnet on it catching a car in midair. And that's just in the trailer. That's that's this this is going to be insane. I think with Fast Nine, it's again it's one of those films, it's my guilty pleasure a Fast and Furious film. It's one of those films where when you say there's a rocket attached to a car, and I think back to the first Fast and Furious film when it was actually about racing, 
<laughs> it's, it's gone so wide in the scope of the type of films that they are from what they used to be. I, I, all I do is I know that it can, it, it's, it's like a, it's a massive kind of action flick that makes no sense in the, in the world of physics, but I love it nonetheless. Mm. Since I heard that John Cena was going to be in the movie, I was going to be like, okay, yeah, it's going to, they're going to really beef it up. And I looked at the cast to see who's going to come back to the film. And you've got the main characters like Michelle Rodriguez, um, Charlie Steren from the last film mm -hmm. was, was in there, Ludacris, Tyrese. Um, and then seeing other names like Cardi B coming there and Helen Mirren's coming back as well. It's, I just was like, it's give me everything you can. This is one of the films I go, give me everything you can. It doesn't even have to make sense. I will sit back and thoroughly enjoy it. When you said Rocket to the Car and I thought about the trailer, I was like, but why wouldn't there be? That was yeah. my thing. Why wouldn't there be? I mean, yeah. of course, it's fast and furious. There's a Rocket to a Car. If there wasn't, I'd be disappointed. It's a very good point. It, it, it literally is that now, isn't it? It's turning yeah. up and going, impress me. <laughs> do, you think, do you think they could do anything else, though, in terms of stunts that we haven't thought of? I mean, the only thing I think of, have they been to space yet? That's the only thing coming. I can think of. It's coming. I, I think Michelle Rodriguez hinted at that. I think I'm sure she teased it. It was in one of the last big uh, group gatherings to promote a film. I'm sure she was on stage with all the cast and they were like, we're going to go into space at some point. And everyone's like, Wah! and I was like, they're not even joking. Like that's that's gonna they're gonna pull a Tom Cruise and go and film the entire film in space. I can see it coming. Would, would not surprise me. And if they did do it, it would still for some reason be so bad in terms of these cars are driving on the moon, but yet we still go, but that's just amazing. Yeah. The Is rock's that, not in this one though. He's not because I think there's a little bit of a little bit of beef, a little bit of beef for the old Indies on the rock. Is it the beat? Oh, well, I think I know between him and Tyrese, there's probably still that tension. But I know Vin Diesel and The Rock, they had squashed their little their oh, altercation. Nice. So they're cool. Apparently, the reason was is there was um, there was scheduling and um, scheduling conflicts when they were filming Hobbs and Shaw and right. elements of Fast 9. Because I think, I don't think Hobbs and Shaw and Fast 9 were filmed at the same time. Because Hobbs and Shaw came out well before and Fast 9 was mm -hmm. shot after. But I don't know if there's like a sequel coming to Hobbs and Shaw, but there was scheduling conflicts between Fast 9 and then the Hobbs and Shaw movie, but um because if I look as well, I mean, even though Helen Mirren's in the movie, Jason Statham isn't. Yeah. So it could be that it's a sequel coming that they're filming and they haven't really said much of because they wanted to focus on Fast Nine. But I know it's not between it's not between Vin Diesel and, and The Rock. They've actually squashed their their little beef, their little uh off stage uh behind the scenes altercations. That's good. That's actually very nice mm. to hear, to be fair. Because well, you see those absolute behemoth males just not seeing eye to eye it makes you feel yeah. sad we want all of our heroic big massive dudes on the screen to be friends so that's, of that's course. Good. and uh yeah it could be that it could be at the end of fast nine we get a little tease towards hobbs and shaw because like you said ellen mirren's there at the end she could just put oh, she could quite easily do a scene where she just sat underneath a, a pub or something in a little like den jason statham walks in and goes well mom and then like <laughs> see a silhouette of the rock in the background it's like yeah cool i'm in let's go again like <laughs> it's big shadow just because of how big he is he just walks behind him and next thing you know the lights go dark and yeah then we're like yeah hobbs and shaw too i could yeah i could get with that yeah i could fully get with that that's it so these like i said these are just a couple of the films that are going to be landing in 2021 there's so many like we've not even touched upon like some of the the oscar contenders and everything else like there's just hopefully like if the world allows it 2021 could go down in history as one of the the most stacked years in <laughs> filmmaking ever because it's just we're getting all these these treats that have been like left away or just like mm. pushed out of 2020 and they're being drawn into 2021 i hope as well just as a little thing at the end of this 
I hope Tenet gets another release in in twenty twenty one because I think Me that too. film deserves to be seen by everyone because that is an epic film that that dropped in the middle of all this madness this year. It was supposed to be the film that saved cinema. They kept saying, isn't it? But then and. As much as uh, it was a great film and it was as confusing as it was at points, mm. it definitely deserves kind of a, another re-release, especially mm. with, in IMAX. Especially, oh, oh, I saw it in IMAX as well. And it was just the, the effects and it was epic. And it's a shame that it, it tried to beat what's been going on. Mm. Didn't quite win. However, 2021, we hope that we don't see the same things happen again and all these great films do get this release. And you're right. I think Tenet should have, it's kind of little, you know, when you had the, I don't know if, Wait, I don't know when you were growing up if you ever had the went to the cinema and you had like the Saturday morning kind of films that would be like the Thunderbirds movie, yeah, which is yeah. already out or something. But you could watch it there with your with your family and it was like a little cheaper with some popcorn and all of that stuff. Hopefully Tenet might get something like that, a nice little evening go-to movie for those who didn't get a chance to go, because it definitely deserves it. Alongside all of these great films that are gonna come out next year. It's gonna be like you said, a stacked year. My 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 cine, my cinema membership's definitely gonna be used. Oh yeah, big time, big, big time. So they have been our most anticipated movies of 2021. Let us know about any of yours that obviously we we, we have missed a couple. So let us know about a couple of that we have missed and what your opinions are on those coming in. And do not forget to follow everybody here at What Culture on on Twitter at What Culture. I think I think it is just at What Culture. Follow myself at <laughs> gmorgan04. Where can they follow you, Ori? To follow me at Ori Styler A U R I E S T Y L A. Lovely. Thank you very much for joining us today. Hopefully we'll be back with a few more of these in the in the future because you know what, Ori? I've loved having this little conversation today. It's been it's been the highlight of my day. It's been very nice. Hey, it's been nice, sir. It's been good to catch up with you, sir. All right. So see you later, guys. See you very, very soon. And do not forget to keep your eyes on all things what culture. Bye-bye. Take it easy, guys. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.